unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello. It is I, Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, back here with another episode of What? The Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. But here's the thing. I'm learning a lot about the self-help fluffy bullshit, and it's actually really good stuff. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here every single Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And my intention with all these conversations or with my solo shows is to really inspire you guys to think differently about your past, present, and your future, to really reshape your perspectives that you see life happening for you and not to you, and that you walk away from this time that you're going to be spending with myself and my guests, feeling uplifted, feeling more connected to source, feeling more connected to one another, being more connected to yourself, and more importantly, really realizing what it is that you can accomplish in 2022. That is our intention for the show tonight. The intention has been set. Whether you're watching this live or on the replay, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are my misfits for life. Hashtag misfits for life. Of course, of course, of course. And I'll always... Be sure to connect with us in the Raw and Unscripted group on Facebook. I'll post the link here in just a little bit. Um, but we want you connected in that family. That's a place that I'm definitely focusing on with everything that's been happening with social media, the glitches and whatnot. Um, really for me about creating this community, the Raw and Unscripted community of our Misfits for Life uh, is massively important to me. So jump into that group. We'd love to have you in there. I'm going to be doing some trainings in there and just really focusing a lot of my time in there as well. So the people as part of the Raw and Unscripted club uh, will give immediate get immediate access to my programs. And of course, the group coach program, which is launching January 11th. If you guys are interested, go to my website, ChristopherRoush.com forward slash group dash coaching dash class. I'll put the I'll put it in the comments later on, but uh, we're filling that up. I'm looking for eight to 10 committed people for six months. It's going to be a journey of a lifetime. You're going to come out of it changed. I guarantee it. So anyways, uh, as far as what's going on with uh, everything else, um, yeah, what's up? Robert Broker in the house. He says, good evening, Christopher. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you guys are watching, if you guys are participating, chime in, let me know who you are, where you're at, and what's going on. And most of all, please, please engage with us uh, with myself or my guest or making some sort of comments that you agree with or perhaps you know might disagree with. Um, let us know in the comments. And of course, please ask questions. That's This is a great opportunity for you to pick my brain and pick the brain of my guest. And that way you can walk away from this with some actionable items that you can implement into your life. Imagine that taking responsibility. Oh my God. You know, I was sitting there working on some of the content today for the group coaching program. And I'm super excited because this is all content that I have taken from my one-on-one -on -one coaching for the last four years and putting it into a program. It's something that people have been asking for for the last couple of years. So I'm excited because I'm really putting it in such a way that you, um, as you walk somebody through this process, there is no way that you're not going to come out of this with a different perspective, as long as you tell the truth to yourself. And that is something that's not, it should not be a big ask, but when you start telling yourself the truth and you start holding yourself accountable, you start loving on yourself. It's incredible what shifts can start to happen in your life. What congruencies can start to happen in your life and you know what it is that you can do with that compound interest. And what I call it is the 1% rule. You do one more thing, you do one less thing. Whether if you're trying to lose weight, you do one more rep, you do one less bite of your food, whatever it might be 
therapy, that compound interest will, will lead to uh, massive results. And that's what I'm excited about is to take you guys on that program. So yes, 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 yes. We got Ellie in the house. Ellie from the UK. What's up, Ellie? Great to see you. Um, I think it's past your bedtime or it's like, let's see. I don't know. It's uh, We're nine out. You guys are long. It's it's in the middle of the night. Let's just say that. So thank you, Ellie, for being here. I'm guessing you can't sleep. Uh, we got Mary Kay in the house. I had an opportunity to talk with the very awesome, very beautiful Mary Kay today. I love connecting with you guys. So if you guys want to connect, uh, by all means, hit me up in the DMs and uh, we'll connect on a Zoom call. But uh, Mary Kay is a, is a massive source. If you're not connected with her, please connect with her. Um, she's an amazing coach and she's just an amazing soul. So we appreciate you being here. And uh, we got, like I said, Robert in the house. But more importantly, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with our guest tonight. I'm super excited. She was on, a guest on, on my other show, Rainbows in Real Life, that I do with Pamela Aubrey. And we just uh, immediately had a connection because she's authentic. She's congruent. She's been to hell and back. And she told him, fuck you. I don't want the shirt. Here's what I'm going to do in my life. I'm going to go back and I'm going to pay it forward. And I'm going to show all these other souls what it is that they can do with their life to get out of their own way to realize massive success and inner peace and happiness. So with all due respect, I'm excited to have on the Ron and Scripted Show with me, Miss Adora Crystal Evans. What's up, Adora Crystal Evans? Welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show. How are you, darling? <laughs> Great. I loved hearing what you're up to and bravo getting your group coaching together. Community is so powerful and I know you have paid your dues when it comes <laughs> to like life coaching tools, all of that. But when you bring people together, I, you know, I'd love to know what you think is that I love one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I love group coaching way more. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I've been a part of bro both myself and the first time I entered a group coaching program um, as, a, as a new coach back at the time, um, I was really apprehensive. Like, how is this going to work? You know, are people really going to share? And to your point, people started sharing, they started collaborating. And a lot of the magic came with them, us, you know, pairing off into one-on-one partners, learning from them and just the group dynamics. And then uh, fast forward, Scott and I did a group coaching program earlier this year called the Go Love Now program. We kind of combined our programs and just watching the evolution of the group, especially in times like now where you see so much divisiveness, um, seeing people from different ethnic backgrounds and cultures and beliefs and, you know, political beliefs and, and, and watching all of us have these conversations was just magical. So yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, um, I think one thing I want to add to that, and hi, Mary Kay, that's a solid name. I'm in Dallas, and Mary Kay is here. <laughs> and Mary Kay Ash, you know, um, and Live Out Loud podcast, that's so cool. Um, and Robert, hello back to you. Um, one more thing just to add to and support what you're doing and those that are following you is that I found that more profound changes can sometimes and often happen in group because something may come up for someone else that you're not thinking of or you're not you don't even know is in you but when you're watching them and hearing them and observing them you're you start processing whatever matches that inside of you that you may not mm -hmm. even have an awareness around. So I just, <clears throat> I think there's, um, there's like a group elevation and it adds speed and density and power and all kinds of things. And when I say density, I mean like it really grounds things and, and quickly mm -hmm. and creates substance pretty fast. And one-on-one, -on -one, there's definitely a, a time for it. And, you know, I have some, I take some one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching, but group is by far my, my favorite. It just, mm -hmm. it 
it really brings things forward uh, fast. Well, thank you for that endorsement. I appreciate that. Um, you know, to your point, this is something we learned um, in the recent group coaching program that I did with Scott is there was a couple of different personalities in, in two of the programs we did. And so to your point, they were dealing with issues of what their parent was like. And then you had somebody in the group who was like their parent. So they were able to say, okay, let me understand where it is that you're coming from with this type of, you know, behavior. And like, you know, whether it's, you know, you're right or you're wrong and that's it, you know, just in watching both of the individuals learn from each other was beyond anything that Scott and I were teaching. And it was just beautiful. So it was, I, I dig that. And yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. It's been, I haven't done a group coaching program on purpose uh, since I think 2016. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, to have this and I want it intimate. I could have, I could do it for a lot less and do like 20 people, but I'm looking like for, I, I want eight, eight to 12. I think that's like the magical number. You pair off into teams, you have time to talk every single week. So I think that's going to be pretty amazing, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I One thing Billy I want to talk to you. asked a question. Oops. Oh God. God. What? Oh, what's up, Billy? Billy, uh, we had all sorts of people in here all day. Uh, <laughs> Billy says, give us an example of how you manifested something recently. I'm happy to. I I mean, I manifest. You know Billy? Welcome no. to the show, Billy. Thank you. Hi, Billy. <laughs> I, and if I do know you, I'm, I apologize without seeing your face. I don't realize that I know you. So um, I pay attention to all the manifestations, tiny and big. And I think it's that rhythm of paying attention to the smaller things that the bigger things also come with a similar inkling. So I'm going to give a couple of examples. One is, um, was a bigger one and one's a smaller one and they're both recent. So one nice. is this past quarter of this last year. Um, I got this little inkling that I really wanted to do something special with Dennis Waitley. So a lot of, you know, but Dennis Waitley is a dear friend and mentor of mine. He's a mentor to uh, a lot of the greats and I oh, get yeah. to work pretty close, pretty closely <laughs> with him. And Les Brown had him in a mastermind and I watched them converse and it was such a beautiful conversation seeing two legends, like they started sharing some of their regrets and people, the whole room, we were all in tears, right? Because that must it was be like powerful. wisdom and power. And so that inspired in me, you know, I want to do a whole tour around his book for him, but with different friends that have endorsed him because like, you know, Brian Tracy said, Dennis Waitley was his hero and inspiration. So we so gathered, cool. I just had this idea I would love to do this virtual tour. I want more conversations like this that really honor him and that I can help facilitate and that we just get to sit in the room and be with him as they're, you know, talking. And so that little inkling came in and then I just thought, but I don't want to take all this tech on myself. This is the end of the year. I didn't plan for this project. It's an inkling, right? Who do uh -huh. I want to partner with? you know, and someone just came into my mind. And so I reached out to him, the timing was perfect. And he was like, I would love this, right? So it ended up um, being this massive, amazing thing. And, and so some people may say, that's really, how is that manifesting, right? Because you had an idea, you took action. But um, for me, I love having inklings like that 
and little you know, inkling you're talking about you're talking about a whisper right glenn morshower talks about just, the whisper yeah it's so it's like your soul this is your soul tickle it's like my yeah and it's something that's like it just feels like a light idea but that it would be fun or like and sometimes it feels like hey there's an idea take action now like for me um, sometimes I may have a desire to do something or to see something happen. And I know the action is make a call, but I don't have the inkling yet. Right. But then maybe in a day or two, I'll get this, do it now. And no one can stop me when I have that inkling I've had, you know, I remember when I was back, when I was producing for Pat Summerall productions, I had this inkling to call someone and the, the, my senior producer was like, no, Adora, you need a script. You need a plan. I was like, no, I know that I need to call him right now. And I know exactly what I'm going to say, you know? And um, so for me, sometimes I get these feelings, these inklings, a whisper with a desire. And it, it could be as simple as like, go to the grocery store now, <laughs> right? Or wow. go do your nails now. And there I meet you know, like I can talk about one time I went to this nail salon, it was random, it was not in my plans. And it wasn't even a salon I like going to um, anymore, <laughs> because I love them. They're really sweet, but they're they just mess up my nails a lot. But um, hey, when but, that happens, but right, I know. Chris. And <laughs> so anyway, I want I went, a future, damn it. I know I went and I met one of my now very close girlfriends who had been in Bad Girls Club and she owns two multi-million dollar businesses here. And we both have daughters who are 10 years old with the exact same name, Zaina. And we were both looking for local girlfriends that we could hang out with, have our kids play, but also jam our business and inspiration. We're both gritty and spiritual, two different ends of it. So, you know, um, those little inklings are, are uh, it's how I manifest. Like one of the ways I'll have a desire and I'll get clear about what is that, but I, I'm not attached to it so much. Like here's an example of a smaller one because I said I would give a smaller one. I am working like many of you may be right now. And Chris, are you doing this? Do you kind of end December by contemplating and looking at what you've done and how oh yeah feeling. you're in review and i'm then, already doing it and then I'm going into it. 2022 and like I'm already doing it yep. what are you saying no to what are you saying yes to right so a <laughs> lot of us are i think december is when a lot of us do this gotta go, you want it you got to go after it you can't wait right. for it to come to you you can't wait for yeah, it to come so, to you I mean, yeah so this is the time that i'm in that and and I rewrite my character even like I have this whole process and I'm in a total rewrite of it. Like rewrite your where, character. Talk to us about that. So what I mean is whatever I have in my life right now, my relationship, my wardrobe, my lifestyle, my friendships, my business, I've been being a, a certain character has that I've been being someone in this life movie <laughs> and 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 I kind of this is a way for me to step away and just observe instead of sometimes when you're right in the middle of it, it's it can things can seem like so confusing or so. But oh, I don't yeah. know, like can't when see you the picture when it, you're in the frame. Right. But when you look when you step out of it a little bit and go, what character has this life? <laughs> you know, like how does she, what does she do every day that gets that? And what is she thinking every day that? 
creates both the negative and the positive, the drag and the forward momentum, you know, where she really, you're acting as if you're putting yourself in that mindset. Who would I, who, how would I act? Who would I be if I already had that happen? Am I, am I hearing you right? Okay. I love it. Yeah. And, and the way that actually Matt Morris, a good friend of mine gave me the first framework of base bones of this for creating our manifestos. And then I woo wooed it up and sugared it up and adorified it, you know, and to make it my, my own version. Um, So mine has a lot of prayers in it and stuff, but the base is you're going, okay, who is this character and what's her story been so far? All right. And then what do I want the story to be? But still from this objective, instead of the I am, I am, it's just kind of like, huh, like in this movie, what's been going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. and and what's working, what's not working. And, uh, and where do I want the story to go? All right. Then to have the story go to this place, where does the character, who do, what character do I have to become? So mm-hmm. what are her habits? How does she eat? How does she move? How does she... You know, what's she thinking about? How does she dress? What's on her mind? And maybe even like, what does this version need to let go of from the old version, <laughs> right? Oh, you froze a little bit there. I don't know if I'm frozen too. Write your own script, Mary Kay. That's right. Hi, Pamela. I love you. I froze. I froze. Oh, you um, yeah, everyone. Every once in a while, I freeze because I'm. I'm just like there's so much electricity going on, um, right. just so much electricity going on. But uh, we got Lucy Gonzalez in the house. What's up, Lucy? Thank you for being here. Um, and I hope that answered your question, Billy. Before we move on, Adora, I want to. You mentioned something about being in the room with Dennis Waitley and Les Brown and listening to them talk about the regrets. Um, when I was on that clubhouse, when you gave me that opportunity to speak to Dennis, I told him that from listening to the uh, updated version of the Psychology of Winning. And listening to him, The Psychology of Winning is obviously a great book, but him telling his stories of the things he regrets or the things that he would do differently and being a parent, when he said this, and I actually have it on my dry erase board, there's no shit. When I listened to the book, he said, uh, who am I being the person that I would want to be if I was that person? So I put it in my brain, like, am I being the dad that if I were a five-year-old son that I would want to have around me? And I used that when I was camping because I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know, he's in there watching his television in our camping trailer and, you know, we hadn't gone outside in a while. I'm like, If I was a five-year-old kid right now, would I be happy doing that or would I want to go out and play? And so I shifted my gears and like, hey, let's go outside. And it was hot as hell. That's the the reason why we were inside. But I remember what Dennis said when he says, you know, am I being that? When I go downstairs to hang out with my wife, am I being the husband that I would want to be if I was a woman? And so I just wanted to tell you that when, when he shared that. But I'm interested to see what did you learn from what they shared about their regrets? Oh, my gosh. I learn all the time from Dennis. Let me say that, right? All the time. I I mean, every time I talk to that man, um, I'm learning. And I talk to him a lot. Uh, And that's just because he lives what he's saying. But the main thing I learned about their regrets is um, they would have each spent more times with the people that they were trying to become so important for and significant Mm. to you. Right. So Dennis says it like in your road to being significant, don't miss the significant people that you actually are wanting to become significant for. Right. A lot of times we want all these things and we want all this significance, but it's to be the hero to our children. It's to impress 
you know, our father, mm-hmm. mother, whoever, right? And some of that we need to do some work on, let it go. But, but you know, the people that we're out there doing it for, like Dennis says, he wishes he would have gotten on less airplanes, that there was a way mm-hmm. for him to still succeed, but he would have been at more practices, not just the big games. They both said, they would have invested more in in figuring out how to be good uh, spouses, companions. You know, Dennis Ooh. said he would have chosen. He would have. Um, he at some point he thought his picker was broken. You know, he would have worked to figure that work through that so that he that it would be nice to have a companion today. And Les said, yeah, he would have. Um, invested more time and figuring that out early. Yeah, that's priceless because they're, you know, and so they're both in, in tears and thank you, Lucy. And um, yeah. And so to see these people that have done so much for our self develop the self-development industry for our, my, I mean, Les Brown's my 22 year old son's hero got him through a lot of, you know, he listened to him on repeat the way I've listened to others on repeat. Dennis has helped so many people. He's actually had an incredible long career that's still going, still impacting. And then to see him go, Hey, and from over here, let me yell out to you, spend time with the people that matter make sure you're taking care of yourself don't you know uh thank you mary Kay. don't you know yeah so those are the big things and for me with dennis it's endless but he radiates this loving essence so while we're out there being serious and about owning our lives and owning our missions and protecting our boundaries and spending time with our children and being authentic and contributing to the planet the way we want to. And, you know, being confident, amazing. Um, Also remembering that those moments of how people feel when you're with me, like Chris, I got this from Dennis. I hope you like yourself best when you're with me. You know, like I. Oh hope you yeah! Feel, isn't that a good one? Like I. That's hope a good one too. I'm one of the people that when you're with me, you feel better about who you are. Like not just that I'm here, trying to be so impressive to you and and the people here with us. You know, um, so there I've met a lot of people over my 20 years and media and getting to work with celebrities and authors and speakers. And there are so many incredible people that have touched my life. But one of the reasons I love Dennis so much is I aspire and hope to drink this in to my cells is that um, he lives moment to moment that radiance of, hey, you matter to me. And it doesn't matter if we're out in a restaurant or, you know, and I like that. I like the idea that I can, I like aspiring to the idea that I could leave people feeling good in my presence. Like if I'm going to the grocery store in my sweats and trying to be, you know, in and out and however I go or in all my glamour, I hope that I remember 
to say hello to the person. I hope I remember to make eye contact, not just to be on my phone and treating them like they're just there. I hope I remember to connect and and re and it's so funny when you do that and you just say, "Hey," and and you're really there, not on present. Autopilot. When you're present, yep. Eyes kind of bump. They kind of there's something that happens. It's a moment of like, "Oh, hey." how are how are you it's like it's just a connection it's, connection it's, you know that's what it's about it really is it, it really truly is. is i mean and we are blessed we are blessed to be so connected to some beautiful people we got uh we got a facebook user in the house says to get your wisdom you have to listen and learn absolutely thank you facebook user appreciate you being here got lynn serrano in the house lynn is in the house what's up lynn lynn and i are doing a show i believe uh together we are doing a show uh, nine o'clock Pacific's time on Thursday. So tune in for that. That's going to be a, that's going to be a new one uh, here on Facebook and whatnot. Uh, we got uh, Pamela Aubrey, my host with uh, the rainbows in real life. That's where I met you originally. We have our show Thursday at 4 PM. So check in the rainbows in real life. Of course, uh, people saying introductions. Uh, Mary Kay says here, I love it. I write your own script. Beautiful Adora. Um, let's see. We got, Hey, we got Dina in the house. What's up, Dina? Good to see you. It's been a minute. Welcome back. I uh, appreciate you being here. And Lucy Gonzalez, of course. Um, let's see. I want to make sure I don't. Uh, uh, oh, listen to this. Adora's initials spell ace. I'm ace. so glad I'm you got that. <laughs> that It's my maiden name. And it's why I went back to that ace. I like that. Adora Crystal Evans. And I don't lean in on it heavy often, but I love ace. that you noticed that. <laughs> Ace, Ace, it's awesome. Okay, so here's what here's what I want to do. I want to shift gears for a second because one of the things I got to follow you on Facebook recently and Instagram was your adventure into something I've done twice, seventy five hard. Now we talked about in the, the I talked about in the in the opening of the program to leave people uplifted and inspired and in control of what is their destiny. Um, uh, people have heard me talk about being on seventy five hard this summer. I did it again in twenty nineteen. Talk to us about that experience. Talk to us about where you were at before you did seventy five hard. What prompted you to do it and what you learned from it. And I just I just give everybody a, just give everybody a rundown of what seventy five hard is because I've already said it like a billion times, so it'll sound better coming from you. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so 75 hard is 75 days of basically a gallon of water a day, 10 pages that you sit and read in a book, two workouts a day that are 45 minutes each, one indoor, one outdoor, and I think that, oh, no alcohol, and you yeah. pick a diet and stick to it, whatever that is. Um, and a daily so progress picture. Yes, daily progress picture. Thank you. And it's for 75 days. And if you miss a day, you have to start all over. Yeah. So for me, when I chose to do 75 hard, there was a lot going on around me. Um, I was really stretching in my leadership and really, I do a lot of work in the feminine energy and a lot of manifesting for me is about working with the subconscious mind, creating space, creating openness, creating following inklings, you know, really um, receiving versus the drive, drive, push, push, push. Right. But I'd been a lot receiving. in my, yes. So I'd been a lot in my feminine energy and really 
manifesting is two sides. And when I say manifesting, for me, that's a way of life. Like every moment we're manifesting and creating our reality, right? By our choices, True. by our thoughts, by what we do or don't do, who we hang out with, where we go. And so really, it's an inner marriage of the feminine and the masculine together. And we live in a world that predominantly celebrates that go, drive, push, work your head off, exhaust yourself, will it into existence, right? But I've been in a lot of flow, flow, feminine. And so I was really connecting with my inner masculine and structure. And so that's why I wanted to do 75 hard, just to really create some structure and to, to lean into that, into my warrior queen more and for me it how much thought did you give it before you decided to do it did you ponder it for like months or did you just go i'm oh, gonna do it next I was week pretty like i'm gonna do it that's it nice. uh, i will say i had some benefits leading in one i haven't drank alcohol in three years so that oh, wow. one's kind of <laughs> tough for people so it was already like and another thing is I already track my macros daily. I've done that for over uh, probably four years in, in miss, you know, maybe a week and all of that, you know, random days. So, and I work out like I love it. So for me, this may sound a little, some people don't like it when I say this, but the hardest part was making sure I got my both workouts in and an outdoor one in, but for me, sitting down and reading 10 pages a day was like such an act of self-love because I listen to books all the time, but I'm like driving and I'm going to do it when I'm emptying the dishwasher and I'm doing it when I'm working out. But to just sit down and be like, you have to sit and read and no one can talk to me because I need to concentrate. <laughs> it was like, that's me time. And Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And then the other part being outside and giving myself trees and nature and air and sunshine. Again, it, it felt really selfish and beautiful. So for why me, did, why, did it, why did it feel selfish? Crazy. Why did, why did well, it feel selfish? Like we could help some people with this one. Well, I have a 10 year old daughter. So I had to coordinate with my boyfriend to make sure he would take care of her or enroll you know, enroll her in being outside with me. And so there were certain days where it felt like, you know, I'm asking for more support when normally in my household, like, I mean, I, I have people, I have someone that comes to help clean, you know, I have an assistant, I get lots of support, but in that way, it felt a little more like I'm, I'm, asking my family to support me and i'm usually like leading the family and supporting the family you know what i mean it just right i don't know it was different but yeah it was really good <laughs> it was good so, for me so it didn't feel that hard is what i'm saying and some people don't like there's a whole culture around 75 hard sometimes that like if it's not hard you're not doing it right but yeah. but i had lots of habits in place ahead of time that made that easier, I think. Well, then you could do phase one. Let's see, that's the thing. You can do phase one, phase two. My friend, Dr. Linda, she's doing, she's doing phase twos, which you add the cold shower and you add something else to it. But yeah, yeah I mean, 
for me, for me, when I did it, when I did it this time, I did it purposely in the summertime because normally I like to drink. And usually in the summertime, I'm not as, as belligerent about my workouts. You know, I'll put on five or 10 pounds. It's okay. I get dad bought a little bit, but this year I was like, I was thinking about it and I knew, I just knew I needed some extra discipline in my life. And I knew I needed to raise the bar on a few things and I wanted to get clarity and be like super honed and focused on some of the things I was working on. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it June 1st. I'm like, I'm going to do it right in the middle of summer. I've got a pool. I hang out. You know, there's all the different things. Fourth of July, I had to fly to Detroit on two different, four different planes there and back. Didn't drink. I normally drink when I fly. And out of it all, it just taught me so much. It just, I didn't really teach me. It just reminded me that when we get resourceful and we get intentional on keeping our promise to ourselves, there is nothing that can stop us. I remember one time I got, I got disoriented. I thought I had already done my second workout and I literally was getting into bed one night. This is like day 35 where when you're in the kind of middle of it, you're the excitement is worn off from everybody. And you're kind of like in the middle of you're in the, you're in the, you're in the Valley. And it was literally almost 11 o'clock at night. I was getting into bed and I'm like, so I did that. Oh fuck. I didn't do that because that, oh shit. And it's just me. And it's, I'm like, Nope. Turn around, put my shoes on. My wife says, what are you doing? I said, I got to do my outdoor workout. So I went out for 45 minute walk and I came back 46 minutes later and went upstairs and I felt so accomplished and I went right to bed and I slept like a baby. I love that. Now that is probably one of the most valuable things about it is keeping your word to yourself and, mm -hmm. and seeing that these are simple things. They're can be challenging to work it in, but, but our word is, is so much. It's so, and even in particularly in the topic of manifesting our word, the more we keep our word to ourselves, the more we expect our word to have power and the words that we put out there, the words that we're looking to create our next reality with, you know, um, and also trusting ourselves and trusting the universe to keep its promise or to keep Ooh, those laws. That's, back, that's what I'm learning. You know? Yeah. It's pretty powerful. I, I really think I was thinking the other day and I'm, I'm looking this next year to do a lot, a lot of, fun events and things like that, but a lot to move the needle and women understanding and men, the divine feminine and like God, the feminine, God, the masculine. And I'm playing with how I'm, I'm going to approach that and in which ways mm. I'm going. But one of the things that came to me is when I was thinking about how do we know God, the feminine, like her nature. And I just heard you have to know yourself, right? So the the feminine we we get to know what is the female nature and then we can look at it and go we're made in the image of this higher intelligence the masculine and the feminine so it goes right back to that if we want to know our you know to thine know yourself and to thine own self be true and yeah. also we're the expression of divine spirit divinity in physical form male and female everywhere we look in nature we see male and female right so there must be the masculine and feminine um, versions of god and i think for too long it's been god versus goddess you know or this just <laughs> infinite intelligence let's just make it neutral which is great um i am all about the fluidity and we all have all of it 
but there's so much that has been um, just ignored, suppressed, minimized even, and trained into our our women. And I mean, we're breaking that, obviously. I don't think there's been a better time to be born as a, as a woman or man, well, but like that we've, we've come so far, right? Oh, but hell yeah. So, so far to go and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah I grew up with a very, I grew up with a very powerful woman. My mother was extraordinarily powerful. So I have a lot of respect for women. Most of my friends have been women. Um, most of my clients are women. So it's, uh, so definitely I can, I, I can, I can relate. And I, and I love that. Um, I love that. And, um, Dina says here, she goes, uh, that's important. I got, I got to go now and journal. So go now and journal. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, Mary Kay said, she goes, I can relate to feeling selfish. Yeah, I think a lot of us can can do that and get into that kind of program of doing that. We got Emily Jefferson in the house. She says, uh, VOA, FYI. What does that mean? Voice over acting, um, FYI. I'm not sure, but thank you very much for being here. Appreciate you, Emily. Uh, we got Kimberly in the house, my beautiful sister from another mister. She says, what up, beautiful peeps. Thank you very much. I had a great conversation with Kimberly the other day on Zoom. So we got a chance to connect and uh, and help with one another and keep ourselves accountable. Facebook user says, you got to go with the flow and do the best you can with what you got to know thine own self to be true. Yes, thank you, Facebook user. Who are you? Let us know who you are, Facebook user. I, I feel bad calling you Facebook user. Um, you mentioned your daughter, 10 years old, right? Okay, so what, you know, given everything that's been going on in the world for the last 18 months, aka clusterfuck, let's just be honest, what have you been doing as a parent, number one, and then also a parent of a young woman in teaching her about some of the things that are going on, how to, how to have a good perspective on it? Yeah. And do you have something specifically? I feel like it's this whole past. Um, yeah. Everything. In, I mean, I mean, we had the pandemic, we had political unrest, we had the Capitol riot, we had, you know, the murder of George Floyd. I mean, there's just, there was, there's so much stuff going on. The energy has been shifted, you know, being 10 years old, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a kid. You know, you've been out of school, your relationships have been, you know, there's so much stuff going on. I'm reading stories now. I'm kind of getting back into and understanding the generational differences again and seeing the lack of confidence in, in that, that, that the world is still going to be here. Um, I just see that they're going through a lot of stuff and you're such a powerful person and such a powerful woman. What are some of those lessons that you're teaching your daughter to, 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 to demonstrate to her that the world isn't as bad as it would appear? Well, thank you. Thanks for clarifying what you're talking about too. I know it's been so crazy. There's been so much that it's hard to go. This is what I say to that. Um, you know, she's been back in school all of this year, which was really important to her uh, social just connection. And I feel for parents that are still having their children separate unless it's by choice, just because I know I started thinking, wow, she's having a really tough time. This is when we were still in, you know, the summer after the virtual schooling. And then the first day of school, she was just like humming and singing and like, you know, even virtual school. And she was like, I don't know why I've been complaining about making my bed and like all this, you know, exuberance. And what I realized is as great as I am or am not, and as much as I can try to connect with her, she's a social being and she gets a lot out of connecting with other kids her own age. So, um, 
I quickly realized that she needed that and did my best to help support her, you know, getting more of that. But the other thing I would say is I, I've been doing my best to create opportunities where she just gets to be a kid. I mean, yeah. some of my very best memories that just send my nervous system into this beautiful, stable love is remembering listening to songs that I used to sing with my grandmother, these country songs, and thinking of, you know, the trees that went over her road and how I would see them and remembering playing in her backyard and the ice creams we would get the size of my head. And, and you know, there are certain country songs. I have a playlist called Adora's Childhood, and it's just That's songs awesome. that she and I would sing. And they're these men singing about unending love and baby's got her blue jeans on and all, all these other things. But all I'm seeing is my nanny and I singing and the feelings in my body. And, you know, I started to go, why? Because, you know, I listen to my manifesto every morning, most of the time while I'm working out. And then at other times I listen to songs that really embody like a mood or a vibe I'm looking to yep. feel in right you i know you got to know that and oh, so yeah. i've got all sorts of playlists for every emotion every everything yeah so i have this whole childhood one and i went like a month where i'm working out and i'm like baby and i'm not even a country mm -hmm. like country music hasn't been my thing at it but and i'm just flooded with these feelings and i'm thinking why is this so special to me right now and as I thought about it, I thought, you know, because when I was with this grandmother, my nanny, um, she was already pretty, they were retired. I'm sure she had some challenges, but when I was with her, she was so present and, you know, just nurturing. And I didn't really know about any of her problems and pretty i mean i knew she had some health problems i knew some little things but mostly my job in her care was just to be a kid just to relax and and i was free to do that i was safe there it was calm there it was fun there i got to imagine there i would imagine the cowboys and indians and fairies across the lake i learned to swim in her lake i mean there are so many beautiful memories and so you know, as I've been tapping into that, even recently, I've been thinking, how can I create that environment for her more often? Like, what does that look like? You know, and so I can't say that it's anything super specific other than if she brings something up or we're talking about it, I'm there for it. But more than anything, I'm playing Monopoly games with her where we're breaking the rules and i you know i'm like breaking the rules know, what totally so much more fun i'm telling you <laughs> to break the rules in monopoly like you know what because we have a good relationship i'm gonna loan you some money and this is actually how it is <laughs> in life if you've got good relationships they may not just call your card right away you know right. and what anyway that's a whole other, I could do a whole thing on monopoly and breaking the rules and, and what that would teach us about elevating together. But, um, yeah, for me, there are a lot of hard conversations, uh, but I haven't with her, I think, and with school right now, she's getting a lot of, um, it doesn't seem like there's anything that's just really 
wrecking her right now. Thank goodness. And I would say that's because there's a lot of high level conversation around her, a lot of, you know, forward thinking, loving conversation, but really a lot of opportunity for her to play and connect and relax and just, you know, be a kid. And that's the main thing I'm doing right now. So I don't know if that's a super profound answer, but that's what it is right now. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's honestly, it's about being in the moment, like Dennis said, you know, you're taking the advice that Dennis said the same thing I'm doing. It's like, okay, when I'm, when I'm going to, when I'm done with this, I literally, when I'm done with the show, I pause here for a few minutes and okay. I'm going to go to dad mode. So I'm very intentional. They don't give a shit what show I just did or what conversation I used to go downstairs and like, Oh, I had this great conversation. They, nope. Okay. You're going to do the dishes. So it's like go into dad mode, go into husband mode be very intentional. So sometimes it doesn't need to be something that's so profound. You're setting the example. And I just want you to share just a bit of your story because I know people are sitting here going, wow, this lady's so remarkable. She's got wisdom. She's got, she's got uh, insight for days. But talk to us about a little bit about your story and where you came from, because I think that's important to see the, the growth and the investment that you've made in yourself to become the beautiful person that you are today. Thank you. Um, so what people love to hear um, and I, I love to hear these kind of stories too, so I'll share it. But at 18, I was living in a boarded up home with no electricity and had been living on my own or with friends from about the age of 15 and even lived on my own a little bit. It was still on a family property, but my boyfriend could come over and stay the night and everything at 12. Um, yeah. And so at 18 in this boarded up home with no electricity, I was working at a jewelry store. I was already the town scandal because I had been married at 17 to someone who was going to be a pastor. And I ran away in the middle of the night with another guy for no real reason that I could explain. I didn't even stay with the guy. Right. So here I am like thinking I'm going to be this pastor's wife and I'm the Bible club president. I'm supposed to say prayer graduation. I run away in the middle of the night, graduate, you know, graduating a different high school. Uh, I ran away on April fool's day and that no was way. not even on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'll be back in two back. years. Yeah. Right. So I come back and now I'm 18 you know, I don't have a car. I'm working in this jewelry store in this little um, town. And instead of the, so this woman comes into the jewelry store and she starts showing me these before and after photos of her weight loss journey and telling me, and I'm like, right then I'm really paying attention to body and fitness and I'm feeling like I need her program. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, she tells me, you know, and not only that you can have a business and I'll mentor you. And she seemed really successful. And so instead of paying for my electricity, I invested in a distributor kit in a network marketing company. And that was one of the best decisions of my entire life. I said, was that an inkling? Was that an inkling? It was an inkling. Yeah. See? Um, but I, di I didn't know it was an inkling then. I just knew what I knew is that I didn't see a path for myself, right? And this looked like a path. And instead of electricity, I got that distributor kit. And inside of that distributor kit, there was a cassette tape. And I had a battery-operated Walkman radio. Mm -hmm. And I met Jim Rohn 
on that Walkman radio. And he taught me so many things. I felt like he was talking right to me. I said, I had a spiritual awakening. And then I had an entrepreneurial self-development awakening. Because right after Jim Rohn was Tony Robbins. And Jim Rohn sold me on, hey, if you don't believe in yourself, but you believe in me, then believe in my belief in you and hang on to that. And he sold me on the library is full of mentors. So if you can't get a mentor, go to the library. And the graveyard's the greatest place where, what was it? Brilliance is lost. Yeah. And the greatest thing that he sold me on, which was the, the starting point was, look, you're going to arrive at a destination you are going to end up there. It's like you're in a sailboat and your boat is headed in this direction to this destination. If you want to know what that destination is, look at your past choices, your family, your, and I'm like, Oh God, who you're hanging around with, you're hanging around with how you grew up. And that was not looking good. But he said, if you don't like it, the good news is you can set your sail in a new direction and you're going to, eventually arrive at that destination said it may take you longer than other people but you will eventually get there and he said the way you get there is get mentors the library is full of them so that set me on that path the next cassette i listened to was tony robbins who sold me on constant and never ending growth and i'm so grateful because really a lot of people you know think that when you get the solution or you get this aha or this grand awakening, then you're just going to do it and life is going to be amazing. You know, I, <laughs> I'll be done. Do I'll be done. Right? Then you're done. You're done. You'll arrive at this certain place that is reserved for the rich, sexy and healthy and you'll have everything. Right. And for me, it was more, I think this is so important. It, it was more, like a stock market on the rise, you know, Um, and I had major, I still had major things to work through, major healing. So while I had major growth, you know, I had a one-time check for almost $8,000 in Herbalife. I'm not with Herbalife anymore, but it was with from what I learned. And that was within a one year period. I did not develop my leadership and didn't know if I wanted to sell pills. Then I started anyway. So I had a long way to go. So that looks like, yes, a win. So here's the good news is when you apply stuff, you will get a win. If you do 75 hard, you're going to get a win. If you read my book, Majestic Money, you're going to get some wins, right? But there, it doesn't mean it just takes away all the years of the other mm-hmm. things. Like it's a process. It's a progress. And life is happening, right? So... It was like a roller coaster. I I got married, got divorced, became a stripper, you know, used my sales tools. I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah. used my sales tools in there to manifest $1,000 nights. And like, I wasn't drinking. I used the tools of like, hey, meet me at the club. Meet me at the club. Meet me at the club. I'm sorry. got to work. Got to work. I, I was hustling. Listen, I was hustling. But it still wasn't where I wanted to end up, right? And I had another big kind of traumatic experience that was part of the in, being in that environment and also a big wake up call, right? So where I'm like, okay, I really, I've got to do something different. And so I read Think and Grow Rich and I 
wrote down, if I could do anything, I'd love to interview successful people. Nobody knew I'd written that down. Someone called me, said, hey, there's a job I had. Long story short, I end up um, applying for this job, burying that I'd ever been a dancer, wearing boxy clothes, trying to look older because I was like 23. <laughs> and the job I get, I get it. I only apply because I trusted the person and I was ready and it was an inkling and right. Well, my job was a producer on the Discovery Channel. What? Working, working for Pat Summerall Productions. And it was basically high level sales. But the interview process was I was given these white sheets of paper with CEOs that were revenueing 10 million or above in the year. And I knew the industry and the name and I had to call them. And the sales process was an interview. So I had to get the CEO on the phone, get through the gatekeeper, interview them, and then invite them to, to spend money to be featured on the show as a champion of industry, right? And I, it was incredible because I wasn't even done with the book. And here I am interviewing these successful people, just like Napoleon Hill had interviewed all these successful people. Right. And I was reading out loud this whole manifesto thing. So um, a lot's happened since then. You know, I, I, uh, I lived in LA and worked with a designer, Dress Prince his entire, most of his career. I worked with all these celebrities and walked red carpets. I got to work on the movie, The Secret by introducing Dennis Waitley and Martini into it through Roy Smooth. I got to uh, work for fashion and art magazine in Egypt and interview all their celebrities and do all these incredible things. And, um, but always, you know, with Jim Rohn, I remember thinking if I can ever help someone the way Jim Rohn is helping me right now. I mean, just imagine a dark room with no sheetrock and the house is on stilts. It, I pay $50 a month for it, right? That's wow. the right. It's boarded up literally with the red X's on it. And I've been through sexual abuse, physical abuse, living on my own. Now I've screwed it up with God, who is my only out, right? Like I thought like God and my He's forgiving. I know, absolutely. But that was my story then, you know, once you commit adultery, it's like, that's unforgivable. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I had this big story. It screwed up with him. Now my life as a minister's wife is over. And, you know, and then in comes to this dark space, this man speaking, hey, you don't have to end up there. There's a pathway for you. And mm -hmm. you can find it with books. And, you know, Chris, it's so great because like now it's not just books, it's podcasts, it's shows like yours, it's moments like this, it's my book, my audio program, your coaching program. It's like we have so much access these days to so be true. able to find that pathway. You know, to find how no do excuse. I communicate better to my child. Like that one thing you heard from Dennis, had you create a moment in the summer with your son that you'll both always treasure. It had, oh, yeah. you know, 
Tom Challen take his kids on vacation. It has me going to more practices, not just meets, you know. Um, we're so blessed. We're so blessed that we, and sometimes, you know, we could take that for granted. But like, may I remember how blessed, what a blessing, yeah. like what a luxury it is that we get to contemplate our reality and our thoughts and like, is this working for me anymore? Who would mm -hmm. I like to be? Hmm, why did I yell this morning? You know, malleability, like you know, they call it, uh, what do they call it? Uh, neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity, yeah. but also that we're rich enough that we can sit around and think that, that we have time to do that. Yeah, that we don't we're have to go hunt for our food and survival mode that we can't even do that right now. Some of us are because we've pushed ourselves there because we're putting so much in and we're burning ourselves out and you've always got noise going on, but you don't have to be like, we can actually sit around and go, Hmm, am I doing what I want to do with my life? Am I in the relationship? Hey, why was I an asshole over there? You know, <laughs> is that really working? We can take me? responsibility. We can get resourceful. That's I mean, that, 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 that's, that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. That's what I love about you is the fact that you do take responsibility. You do listen to your whisper. And like I told you, it's already been 56 minutes. So we've okay. already like blown through an hour. I want to have you back. Definitely have you back and just talk about more. I had so many other things I wanted to talk about was your book. Definitely. But where can people get a hold of you where they can continue the conversation? I'm going to paste this link for you guys in the comments. This is a, a great way to get a hold of Adora and, and, and check out her programs and everything. But uh, where's a good place? Uh, I know you're on Instagram. So uh, Instagram, you want to get a experience? at Adora's Groove. There we go. <laughs> It just popped up. Yeah, right there. Imagine that. Magic. Imagine that. So cool. Yes. And, you know, usually in January, I do a creating your manifesto class. And it's often free. The most it's ever cost was like 33 bucks. I haven't chosen if I'm going to do it free or um, or not. But um if that's something that calls to you, it's the process of how to create your character and creating the manifesto and stepping into the I am. It's one of the most game changing tools of my life, really, because it's like you're setting the GPS of your mind and then putting the thoughts and statements that go with it. And then mm -hmm. I take it and most of the people that work with me take it a step further and I record the whole thing into an audio note. And then I do a body prayer, which is when I'm working out, I'm listening to it first thing in the morning. So fresh mind, moving my body and what's going in is that character and where she's going and how she's thinking feeling and i work all these prayers into it as well so um yeah so if that's something that calls to you and you really want to do that then private message me at adora's groove and i'll make sure you get the communication when we do it yeah and let me know when you got that link i'll promote it out as well on my social and you're more than welcome to come back here on this on this note and uh and put it in here as well um because we know that we have people watching live right now um a lot of amazing souls watching live and then they'll be on the replay as well and then it goes on to podcast as well in a week but uh, i put this 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 uh, link up here for you guys who are listening to the podcast go to uh either the youtube show or to the um 
to the uh, Facebook group and you can sit there and catch that link. It's her link tree and it's got all of her stuff in there. Um, Adora, thank you. Thank you so much for being here on the Ron Scripted Show. Um, massively impactful. I know you uplifted a lot of different lives tonight whether it's live or on the replay. Um, I just think you're an absolute asset to the humanity. And I love the fact that you're taking your trash, you're making your treasure and yet you're turning around and making an impact in people's lives. And you're setting the example for your daughter. Mad, mad respect. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to stick you backstage and then we'll talk in just a second. I'll finish out the show, but ladies and gentlemen, connect with Adora. I'll be right back. So there we are, ladies and gentlemen. The Ron Unscripted Show, 59 minutes and 29 seconds. Can he finish before an hour? No. So just hang in there. But anyways, I really, really, really hope that you took what Adora said this week, this, this evening and took some notes because that's the power of being able to keep a notepad right next to you. I took notes. Um, you didn't see me because I can actually write and not look. Da, da, da. See, I'm writing right now. Uh, but I actually did write because I want to go check out uh, what she said. You know, uh, I hope you make you, I hope I make you feel like a better person when I'm in your company. Think about that. Think about that. Are you doing that? Are you setting the example? One of the most powerful questions we can ask ourselves as well. You guys know I love questions. What am I creating right now? What am I creating right now? That's part of my group coaching program is really the questions that we ask ourselves. You're going to be learning so many powerful questions that when you ask yourself and you're honest with those questions, there is no way that you can get out of your own excuses. There's no way. Once you set the intention of what it is that who you want to become, you set that legacy in motion. And then when you're in the moment where you think you might not be, might not be doing something that's, that's lending to that, you can sit there and ask yourself this question. Am I getting myself closer to or further from my stated goal? Am I getting myself closer to or further from my stated goal? So there's a lot of powerful questions that you guys can be asking, but most importantly, connect with Adora. Go check out uh, the link that I posted here. Uh, go check out our link tree. Go out, check out our, our programs. Go check out our book. Um, and uh, yeah, just most of all, be able to walk away from this conversation with whatever it is that you learned. Go teach somebody else this, whether it's a Facebook post, whether it's a conversation with somebody in your family, or you call somebody, or you text somebody, just let them know, hey, I just got off, you know, that sounds bad. I just got done listening to this podcast or watching this video cast. And I walked away with, you know, the fact that what's most important is when you commit to doing a health program or we commit to doing something for yourself, or when you commit to investing in yourself, that that's not being selfish. So if that's something you took away from the conversation tonight, please go share that out because that is going to ingrain itself within your subconscious to make that uh, something that you're going to focus on. So when you sit there and realize that you're not being selfish, that it's actually self-love, just imagine this. And I was talking with a prospective coaching client today. And thinking about this, you know, um, how that, that that's one of their situations is that, that they feel guilty about, you know, doing stuff for themselves. They feel guilty when they're doing things that supposedly, you know, is selfish because of all the conditioning and the inputs that they were put into their brain from their parents and from their, from their, uh, from their, from their, from their uh, brothers and sisters and from other caretakers. Oh, stop being selfish. You have to share. You have to do all these different things. You don't have to do shit, but here's the thing. When I ask those people, like, who in your life do you love the most? Who in your life would you do anything for? And a lot of people say they're kids. I'm like, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love your kids? 10. Okay, on a scale of one to 10, how much would you be willing to do for your kids? 10. Okay. What are you operating right? What are you operating at right now? Are you at 100%? You at 60%? You at 70%? Are you at 40%? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, probably about 60, 70%. You know, I could use some sleep and I could use this. I'm like, okay, so if you love your kid on a 10, but you're actually a six, are you doing your kid a service? No, you're not. So what would your love, what would your, what would the participation in their life be like if you were a 10 and you wanted to pour into them a 10 off the hook? 
That's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. It's up to you whether or not you want it that bad. It's up to you whether or not you're going to continue to go to your short-term gratifications rather than really investing in your long-term results. And you heard both of us talk about it tonight. We're already planning our 2022. We're already reflecting on the wins and the challenges of 2021 and what we can do to learn from those. And most importantly, what it is that we can potentially let go for next year that will allow us to fly and soar even higher, right? So many times we're looking at all the different things we can accomplish. And that's from an egoic standpoint a lot of times. But we surrender that and we just get into our soul contract and we listen to the inklings that Adora talked about. And we start doing things because we want to do them, because they make us happy. They make us smile because we want to. We, we don't, we get to, we don't have to. Think about what it is that you could do in your own particular life, how much different you would be in your relationships with the people that you love the most if you let go of some of that shit that was weighing you down. If you sat there and created a list of the things you were tolerating and started checking shit off that list of things that you don't have to do. You don't have to do those things. What you have to do is take care of yourself. You need to get water. You need to get rest. You need to get a proper diet. You know, I'm not saying go out there and be absolutely insane about it, but go do six days hard and go do one day, you know, take care of yourself, but start making those investments in yourself your brain chemistry will change, your outlook will change, the vibrational frequency of who it is that you're engaging with will change. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will create a kick-ass, unstoppable life. And that's my intention. Every single time I speak um, is, to, is to create that awareness within you guys, create that fight within yourself. Because listen, here's the truth. You can either pay or invest now in your life, or you can pay later. So if you think you can't afford um, healthy food, then maybe you can afford having 17 different medications later on in life. So maybe right now you can't afford investing in a coach or investing in something that's going to lift you up, but maybe later you're going you're to pay in regrets. Like we talked about, you know, think about Les Brown and, and Dennis Whaley, two of the icons in the personal development industry who paved the way for the Tony Robbins and everybody else that's come after them. Um, think about that, the power of what it is that they would pay. I remember Dennis Whaley saying he would give up all of his money to be able to go back and spend time with his kids more. Something to that effect, paraphrasing. But uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much, Mary Kay. She says, this was great. Uh, listening to the inklings and the whispers. Absolutely racist. Thank you very much. Angel says, thank you. It's been great hearing your story. We'll go rewatch what I missed. Thank you, Angel. Uh, you guys are amazing. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, and uh, yeah, let me know what I can do to support you guys. You know, this is a family. This is a community. Go check out the uh, Facebook group, of course. Um, of course, go check out and subscribe to the podcast. We got that going on. I'll put all those links in here and that way you guys can go check them out. So anyways, from my heart to yours, go out there, be the change that you bitch about uh, and make sure that 2022 is going to be the year that you said that 2021 was going to be. And uh, let's all do it together and raise the vibrational frequency of this world. Let's leave it a better place for who we are and what we do. I love you guys. I'm Christopher Roush and this is another day.